0: Uh, be- oh yeah so before i bring up our guest speaker today and before i do the scripture reading i just wanted to give you guys a little bit update on who is joining us today we have the privilege to have chung ho wan here he's uh, he's been with chris he's been attending you know every service that chris would come and speak but today he will be here to speak for us um, I don't know how much Jung uh, was going to share about him, but he is truly an amazing man of God. He went into missions. Uh, he took his family to Kona YWAM base in 2003. He had been, I think, let's see, he was, uh, he was on the board of directors for YWAM in the Kona base for 11 years. Basically, he ran the campus finances, operations, campus. Development, IT ministry, everything at the same time. He, I know, like he was the uh, basically the right hand man of Lauren Cunningham, who is the founder of YWAM. Um, <clears throat> he, like even when I went to go visit Kona, there was like this huge cafeteria, and whenever I see the cafeteria where everyone like eats, I'm like, Chung Will made that happen. Like everywhere I go. I went around in Kona, everyone would tell me the things that Chung Ho did in the time that he was there at the base and just serving faithfully to the hundreds of people who come through YWAM. And so it was just so inspiring to know that man personally. And it's just my privilege to have him here. And he is such an amazing person, so I'm just really excited to um, have him speak today. <clears throat> right now, um, both uh Ho and Chris, they are um, they have a new vision at the moment God has placed in their heart, and they're making it happen. Basically, they are trying to translate the Bible into every mother tongue in every uh, Y1 basis around the world. I don't know if he'll probably go into maybe details about how many like, Y1 bases there are in the whole world. But in every base, like they're trying to really translate into every like, oral, like, oral translation, but it is trying to translate into every mother tongue out there. And that's such a humongous, like, feat to do. But, I mean, he's, like, right there um, doing that. And, you know, because of missionaries such as jung and Chris, like, we're able to spread the gospel. And, and that's such an amazing thing. And I know our church, as... Um, you know, for our KM, it's such a big mission, right, to carry out the gospel into the world. So um, it's, it's, a, it's my privilege to have him here today. And I will go into the scripture reading for today. It is Isaiah 6, 1 through 8. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on the throne. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were a seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet, and with two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. The one of the seraphim flew to me with the live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Good morning. Can you hear me? I'm going to put my timer on so we don't go three hours. Is that okay? So uh, I feel like we're part of family here. Are we family here? I, I, we had enough donuts together. I think we're family. So uh, it, it's a privilege. It's an honor to be here. Um, I was asked to share our story and how we got into mission. But before I do that, let me uh, share with you, with, with fear of the Lord, what we are involved in. Because I, I believe it's, there's a reason why I'm standing before you. Amen? Amen. Revelation uh, 19.10 says, Testimony of Jesus is spirit of prophecy. I come before you with fear of the Lord as we share who God is, what He's doing. May you receive that kind of revelation of who God is, the prophecy. Amen. So, Lord, we thank you for today. And as we share your words and as we share testimony of you, Lord Jesus, may be true spirit of uh, prophecy on all of us, Lord. May we... Understand the revelation of who you are and what you're doing and what we are to do. So we commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so right now, my wife and I, we are in a very interesting season of our life. Uh, We're in very intense spiritual mode. Also, our future's up in the air. I mean, there's a lot going on right now, like last week, this week, next week. There's a lot going on. And... When we're invited to speak, I always ask God, Lord, why? What's happening? Who's here? There's a reason why I'm standing here before you. Amen? So uh, I'm going to show you, just I'm going to take about maybe three minutes, four minutes, just to show you what we're currently working on before we go into the testimony. Okay? So, all right. I am an IT guy. I can't work this. So right now, as uh, we said earlier, there are almost 8,000 mother tongue languages around the world. Did you know that? And out of that, only 726 languages actually have the full Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. That is less than 10%. Almost 4,400 languages or mother tongues have nothing, not a single scripture. It's something that we don't talk about, we don't deal with in American churches. But in the world, this is a reality. Amen? It's, it's, I'm just bringing a little bit of snapshot world reality to us in American church right now, this morning. right? Like a few weeks ago when we were in Togo, Africa, they were just celebrating the clean water they had so they can pump clean water instead of drinking out of a hole in the ground. I mean, these are the reality of what's happening around the world. Not that we should feel... Uh, guilty or anything just because we live in the first world. I'm just saying there is a responsibility we have in the first world. Okay? Just throwing that out at you guys. Okay? So, right now, uh, I can't even see this. <laughs> Can you see? Right now, uh, China, right now, China and India and US has the uh, greatest population. But within 70 years, it's going to be India, Nigeria, and China. Church, we must understand what the, where the world is going. We have to be strategic. Just in Nigeria alone, there are 300 languages. Just in Papua New Guinea that I was in a few years ago, had 800 languages. That's the world we live in. It is good that we're here in Orange County and LA County, but reality is that's what's happening around the world, whether we acknowledge it or not. That's what's happening. So as a missionary, I'm coming to you and say, "Hey, that's what's happening. You can receive it or not." Amen. So uh, you can take a if you can remember that. Pray OMT, Oral Mother Tongue. That's the initiative that we are launching. Right now we're rolling it out. Right now we are choosing regional leaders around the world right now a handful of leaders in YYM is starting to get the documents and starting to get phone calls from Lauren Cunningham but majority 99% of YWM right now have never heard this you guys are hearing it before they are <laughs> there's a reason why I'm here that's what I'm guessing so I wanted to show you this you know what that is that's a P.O. box I'm sharing this to you guys because I was supposed to give a testimony, but I'm giving you a bigger vision, God-sized vision. Even if only half of you were here, I would still share. Matter of fact, if only one of you were here, I would share because that's how God works. It doesn't take a huge church to change the world, nor does it take half of this uh, group right here to change the world. It takes one. Amen? That's how it works. So I don't know who's here, but you're here because you need to hear this. P.O. Box 471, Pasadena, California, Southern California, 1960. This is where a young 20-year-old YWAMer or a young 20-year-old Californian guy who likes to uh, surf, he started youth with a mission. One man in his bedroom, P.O. Box 471, Pasadena, California, 20-something-year-old guy said, hey, God is calling me to create something bigger than what I can handle. And he said yes to that. He didn't know how. But the point is, he said yes. And then he did the possible, and he allowed God to do the impossible. So today, I don't know what's in your hand. I don't know what your skill set is. I don't know what your background is. But if you say yes, you don't know what God's going to do. Today, even though uh, 60 60 years ago, started with a a P.O. Box, today we're in over 3,000 locations in the world in every nation that train over five million people and have 30,000 full-time missionaries around the world. That's today, but it took one guy to say yes in Pasadena. What is God saying yes to us today? That's the question you you gotta answer. So I should probably go into mission now because that's what you were asking me to do. Thank you for letting me speak. (laughs) So, let me show you some pictures. This is 2003. We were young ones, right? Eh? 2003, that's us. We're just little kids. We had a whole decade of diapers and car seats, man. It was like, it was a fun time. That's how we went into mission, 38. I was 38, she was 36. Um, we, uh, let me show you some pictures. I, by the way, I'm an IT guy. I'm a geek in mission. You know that God can use geeks in mission. Amen? I'm not just any geek. I can hear God and I can obey. I'm a dangerous geek. God can use any skill set. What we did was we went into Iraq during the ISIS. Remember 2014 when ISIS was just taking over everything in the summertime? You remember that? In November, I went into Iraq and uh, uh, where's the pointer? The thing that I'm sitting on the ground, that is a uh, private Wi-Fi transmitter. Fits in my hand, puts in my backpack. I go into the front line where they're fighting ISIS. Boom, everyone gets a five bar on their cell phone. Whoa, they connect. But the only thing they can do is download Jesus' film and Bible in their language. This is what we do in mission. We got to have fun doing this stuff. Be creative. Technology is my area. I don't know what your area is, but technology is my area, so we're being created. The backpack that I'm holding there in Iraq, that's a $3,000 backpack. It's got the screen, it's two mics, it's got the camera, it's got the whole works. It can handle 1,000 people outside. So we went halfway to Mosul. Mosul was already taking over ISIS. Refugees pouring out. We give them humanitarian stuff, and then we set up the projector, do Jesus film in their language, local preacher preach, people come to Jesus. It's not that complicated. People say, oh, these these Muslims are coming to Jesus. Yeah, it's not that complicated. You came to Jesus because somebody preached Jesus to you. Exact same thing. We're out there preaching Jesus, and they say, oh, yeah, we won. So we give them SD cards with Bible in their language. This is what we do. Papua New Guinea, we went there, used technology, trained people. Uh, the boat thing, they, they never seen Koreans. They they love Koreans because K-pop. I don't know. So they're like, it was an amazing time. In Nigeria at the bottom, we're also doing campus development and dreaming about what can God do in Nigeria, right? These are some of the uh, things that we have done in a few years. The top left there, you know, a bunch of guys there. <laughs> my job was to recruit computer science guys (laughs) working in mission and the catch was we don't pay you but you got to pay to be here that was the deal wasn't the easiest recruiting but we had a bunch of people from around the world all computer science guys giving full time into mission that's what we did we had fun and as uh campus development that's the cafeteria I did a lot of campus development and we did lots of IT summits, IT conferences. We, we toured around the world. We went to Korea like so many times, I can't even count. We spoke at Choyonggi's church, the biggest church, full gospel. We preached technology and mission. I was trying to have fun with technology. I don't know what your skill set is, but God can use your skill set, whatever that is. If God can use an IT guy, a geek in mission, God can use anyone. Amen? So let us not limit what the kingdom of God is, but what we think is spiritual and what is not spiritual. Everything under God is spiritual if we submit to God. So uh, right now, uh, let me go into our testimony. Okay, And some of you already know our testimony. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you how we went into mission the sequence, and then I'm going to circle back and tell you what thinking process we had. Because most people go, oh, how'd you, what were you thinking? <laughs> right? That's what most people are interested in. It's like, what, should, what were you thinking? But let me just give you some sequence. You know what? I didn't even hit start on the, what time, how much time did I already spend? I forgot to hit start. Was it like 10 minutes already? Just go? You know, in Taiwan, we speak three hours a, a piece. So I just want you to warn you. Okay. Uh, here, here's the thing: my wife and I we have a very similar story. We were both we both uh, were born in Korea. Our fathers passed away when we were babies. Our mothers came to America by themselves. Her mother came, established herself, and brought Chris over, only child. My mother came over, established herself, brought four kids over, and my grandmother. But here's the scary thing. Her mother, this was in the 70s, okay? this, This was 70s when you saw other Koreans, you would go and introduce yourself. I mean, that's when it was very few Koreans here in America. Chris's mom heard that there was a single mother up like 30 minutes north of her. So she drove up there and found her and preached the gospel, and my mother came to Jesus. My mother helped start a church in Frederick, Maryland, a little redneck town where we had no Asians there. I thought I was white until I went to college. I didn't know I was Korean. Chris played piano at a church that my mother helped start that I didn't know. And my mother also helped start a kiddo one in uh, Frederick, Maryland. So that's, it's, I'm not scared of too many things, but I am scared of praying Korean mothers. Got to be careful. <laughs> There's power in prayer, uh, mother's prayer, amen? There's something anointing there. So Chris and I, obviously, we, we grew up poor. At the time, we didn't know we were poor. Looking back, we were quite poor, actually. <laughs> we didn't know. But, you know, we, we did that whole American dream thing, right? You guys know. Our parents say, hey, we came halfway around the world. We came here for your education. That's a lot of pressure on, especially the uh, generation that we actually came in. Uh, a lot of second generation, you don't know the transition that went from Korea to U.S. Even when we were a kid, we remember the transition. So we were, you know, we were, we were good. So we did our studies, we did our church work. She was leading young adult group. I was leading young adult group, and then we got married. Uh, we did that whole. Uh, you guys know that there was life before internet, right? You guys remember that? There was a life before cell phone. You guys remember that? Uh, I know I'm dating myself. There was life before emails and no cell phone. There was a car phone with a little antenna. It was during that time when uh, God gave me a revelation on the internet, and we did that whole dot com thing. It was awesome. We loved it. It was fun. Made tons of money. It it was like one of those seasons where I I went out Saturday morning on an errand and I came back with a Corvette. (laughs) And my wife was like, we got three kids. What are you doing coming back with a Corvette? It was that kind of season for us. And it took us two and a half years to find that right house, right? You know Koreans. It had to be the right zip code, right school district. It had to be all that. It took us two and a half years. It drove a we drove our realtor crazy for two and a half years, man, because it had to be perfect. And then we found it. It was like 7,000 square feet with finished basement, three-car garage. It was, it was our American dream. You know what I mean? We're 38. Some might retire. We're enjoying this. Our kids are in private school. We're good. We're on autopilot. Three months into this house, God calls us to mission. That's what happened. That's our story. We'll stick with it. Three months into it. But it took us several months to sell the house. So ended up 11 months, nine, nine days. We actually stayed in that house. And I asked God one day. I was driving. I talk to God a lot when I'm driving. I said, God, why didn't, you, why didn't you call us while we were looking for the house? Why after? And I felt like God saying, because you wanted it so bad. Something I wanted Growing up, redneck in white town, all I wanted was a big house and a Corvette. You understand? That was my dream, American dream. I wanted a big house, and I wanted to drive a Corvette. With God's grace, we got to do all that, and God is saying, can we go now? (laughs) So we did. We ended up in Kona, presented technology. It's the only skill set I have. I'm not a pastor. I don't have an MDF. I'm not pastorized. I'm just a techie, church leader, lay leader. We served. Just an ordinary, nameless, faceless guy. That's all we are, right? Just nameless, faceless. But uh, we were committed, right? So in that 2003 time in YWAM, You know what, I'm going to have to need help with the timing, because 2003, YWAM didn't know what to do with technologists. They're like, thanks for coming, but we're not sure why you're here. And it was that time when the founder, Lauren Cunningham, uh, picked me up and said, basically, I understand why you're here. You come work with me. And from then on, he was my boss. Almost 20 years. He understood the importance of technology in the kingdom of God. I'm a little bit biased, but you understand, church, we are the last to recognize us. Every government, every corporation, every army, every military, everyone knows how important technology is, yes? Church, they look at us and say, oh, he can do AV or or create a website for me. That's all they see me as. Come on, man. I'm a little bit biased, but I think we are the future of church. We're prophetic. We understand what's coming around the corner. We understand new way of evangelizing, mercy ministry, and training. We understand what's coming. But church doesn't see us that way. So anyway, that's a whole other uh, seminar, okay? My point is God can use anyone in any category, in any skill set. Put it under the uh, uh, lordship. And you will see that there will be miracles. So let me now talk about what were we thinking. <laughs> okay. We were thinking, my wife and I, our, my wife is a deep thinker. She studies a lot. She's very nice with people. Me, I'm a simple guy. Everything is one or zero. And I have a gift of confrontation. So whatever I mess up, she comes and cleans up. That's, that's how we've been operating Okay, so as we are thinking through our marriage and perspective, of life, you know, how do you do this, uh, how do you implement Christian biblical worldview for real, like for real? For me, it's ones and zeros. <laughs> for me, it's either you either believe God or you don't. Let's just not make it complicated. It's either he is God and we worship him like he's God and we worship him or not. It doesn't make sense for me personally to say that's for Sunday from 1 to 2 or whatever. That's not logical. As a computer guy, that's not logical. You can't go lukewarm or halfway when you say I gave my life to Jesus. He's my Lord and Savior, yet in this category, in this category, I still control that. You know that's not logical, right? That doesn't make sense. As a computer guy, that doesn't make sense. So we had that perspective. We were all in. Another perspective we had in making these decisions is that we understand and we accepted the full gospel, not the first part, but the full gospel. In other words, this life on earth is very short. At best, 80 years, 100 years, right? At best. Eternity is just a dot. It's just a blip. Yeah. Can I be real here? Even non-Christians know this. (laughs) Even atheists know this. We, We all die. Yes? It's not a revelation. You look at American history, world history, you know that it's thousands of years old. Political systems come and go. World leaders come and go. I'm sorry to tell you this, but you will die one day. You will. In that perspective, it's like buying that land when you know there's a treasure. For us, it's a big picture. For us, it's eternity. Worshiping Jesus, that's where our focus is, eternity. Therefore, this part that we're in, and by the way, I don't know why, but I just went to a lot of funerals. I don't know why. When I was young, I went to a a kid who died in his high school. I went to another high school funeral where he drowned. And then I went to a funeral where a baby died. And I had two college kids die with leukemia when I was leading the young adult groups. And I just seen a lot of death, to be honest. And I seen old people die too. So I know there's no order. I know that because I experienced it. But even if there was order, let's say 80 years, 90 years, 100 years, Still short compared to eternity, amen? So our perspective is big. It's not focused on today. That's why we can make the decisions we made because our identity is not in the house or the zip code. Our identity is in Jesus. So even in YWAM, there are times when I see missionaries say, hey, you shouldn't be here. Thinking, some I actually drove to the airport. Not all missionaries should be a mission. They're in mission because their identity is a missionary. No, you can't do that. I do mission. I function in mission. But I, my identity is not missionary. My identity is in Jesus. If, if, if God says come out of mission, we will come out of mission. Because that's not our identity. If God says start making a lot of money and have to buy another Corvette, I will do it in a heartbeat. And I'll have fun doing it. The point is... You don't know what season you're in unless you submit yourself to God. And whatever that season is, you enjoy to the fullest. We have so much fun. There are challenges, but we have so much fun in our lifetime. What a privilege it is to go to Togo and, and have conversations with the locals who are just enjoying the fresh water. And then, what was it this week? She and I are having lunch with a billionaire in Dana Point. He builds towns. He doesn't build projects. He builds town, at a, you know, one town actually, one big town. He's a billionaire. Who does that? People in the kingdom of God. We are made to slide back and forth because our identity is not Oh, I get to have lunch with a billionaire. It's not that. It's not even I get to hang out with the kids in Africa in a dirt floor in their elementary school. It's not even that. Our identity is in Jesus doing Father's work. Amen. Let's keep it simple. So life is really simple. I don't know what your skill set is. I don't know what your calling is, but what I do know is that every single one of you, you have a calling, you have giftings. And you have anointings if you say yes. Anointings come when you say yes. It doesn't come anointing first and then you go, oh, I have anointing so I'm going to do it. It doesn't work like that. It takes faith. Most of the visions that God gives is so big you're going to go, oh, it's crazy. If, if someone says it's not crazy, it probably isn't God. But if you say yes, that's where the anointing comes. That's where you will see miracles. That's where you will have testimony that you will testify and then people will be inspired and have revelation and they too uh, go. And this is how it works in the kingdom of God. So today I was asked to give testimony, so I'm giving you testimony. But uh, I also gave you the big picture of the vision that we're currently working on. How many bilingual uh, mother tongue people could be in L.A.? Probably hundreds, if not thousands. They're probably already bilingual here in America. Imagine if they start translating the Bible into their mother tongue and getting it out there back home. Who would do that? How long would it take? How can somebody even think about doing that for every language for 8,000? We believe there are about 20,000. 8,000 is too short. It's too small. We believe there are about 20,000 mother tongues. We can do this. We can do this in our lifetime, but it takes someone to say yes. So (coughs) as Chris and I, we were at Kona a few months ago. We ran into a a DTS student from Korea. Her expertise is UI UX, user interface experience on a web tool. She said, I'll give eight years to this vision. Hallelujah. (laughs) Last week I was on Facebook. I get a friend request and he's a digital creator. From India, I said, hey, I accepted your friendship, but what do you do? <laughs> what does that mean, digital creator? Oh, I'll do videos. Great. Here's a project for you. He said, okay, hallelujah, I'll do it. Turns out he was a second-generation wire so he's working on it in India right now. Uh, Lauren is not doing well. He, I don't know if he's going to make it through the year, but last time I was in Kona, we did a two-hour video on this vision, and we cut up the video in 20 pieces topically. So we're taking that into the world, but we need video, we need communicators, we need technicians, we need people we can communicate this out to the world in every language, not just in English. So this morning I was actually looking at online going, how do I translate these short videos into every language? There are actually software out there that does it automatically, it's amazing. A lot of technology out there, so we're kind of looking into that this morning. But I I figure I'll just share that because I don't know who's here today, but somebody here is here. Amen? Is that my time's up? Okay. (laughs) So when my wife says time's up, it's time's up. (laughs) So let's do this. Let's just take a moment. And I just want you guys to really think about it and commit yourself to living a lifestyle of saying yes. No matter what the cause. No one said being a Christian was convenient. No one said that. No one said it it was not going to be challenging sometime. But. It will be joyful. Joy of the Lord. Is. Coming. uh, Joy of the Lord is from. What am I saying? Joy of the Lord is my strength. Right? That's where it's coming. So. All I'm saying is, would you consider living a lifestyle of yes before you know what to do? Understanding it takes faith for the anointing to come, and one yes will lead to another yes. It's not more spiritual, it's just different yeses. Don't ever think missionary is more spiritual than a pastor or a lay leader. No, I'm not more spiritual than you. I'm just functioning in different functions because God said do it. If God turns me around all the way back to yes to leading uh, uh, greeter's ministry again, I'll do it. You understand? It's not a progression of spirituality. (laughs) It's just obedience today. If God says go back to local church and start leading Bible study again with 10th graders, I'll do it. It's just yes. Saying simple yes. So let's pray. Why don't you, those of you who really want to commit to this lifestyle, why don't you just stand up and I'll pray for you right now. Okay. Lord, here we are to this morning. You see our hearts. Lord, we look in, in our hands and see what's in our hands and we lay that down at your feet. No matter what that is, how big it is, how small it is, we commit to you this morning, Lord, and saying. We commit to living a lifestyle of yes, Lord. Open our eyes and our ears. Give us the faith and the discernment to hear your voice. Give us the audacity to say yes to whatever, no matter what. You call us to mission, we'll go to mission. Will we call us to downtown, we'll go to downtown, Lord. We will lay down all our uh, tools at your feet. And Holy Spirit, come. And have your way. We humbly submit our life to you. That truly you will have your way with us for real. In decision making and in our future life, Lord. May your will be done in each one of us. And may your kingdom come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.